You found it. It's the Japan Wood Podcast. Blowing hot air out of Tokyo's backside. I'm your co-host, Matt Bigelow. And I'm Tom Molesky. We discuss the inner workings of Japan with an outsider's perspective and zero insight. Zero insight, indeed. Sawa's Fool, actually, with the song Graham. Uh, Sawa's Fool, formerly known as Sawa, but then they had, uh, she had a clash with the Avex artist of the same name. Um, and she actually was, uh, she had a big hit with the game soundtrack um, called The World Ends With You. That was a big hit in the States, and she sang uh, on that soundtrack. Um, afterwards, she uh, put out a couple more albums, and she's uh, currently, I think, working on new material, but she's a great friend of mine. Well, I'd, I've heard, uh, I've seen Sao's Fool on uh, the social media. I've never actually heard them before, or yeah. I may have heard them one time at a live house yeah. with kind of not the best sound. Yeah. And so that sounded pretty good. You know, yeah. that was pretty tight and uh, really kind of dynamically involved as well. It's yeah. pretty good. She had some real pros working on this uh, on this album, and I think they're on hiatus now. But yeah, I actually saw them. They were in a battle of the bands. Do you remember Molise, who I talked about before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were in a battle of the bands together, actually, um, and that's where I first uh, met her, and uh, really, really sweet, down-to-earth uh, person. So uh, we would hang out. I'd go see her shows a lot, so... And uh, and when I asked to play her music on the show, she was like, "Yeah, of course, go ahead, go for it." Nice, nice. Yeah, th- there's a huge uh, talent of musicians in Tokyo, uh, but yeah, not a lot of music gets played on uh, airwaves or pod waves anymore. So yeah, we, we kind of actually have a a pool, a sawas pool yeah. of of <laughs> tunes to choose from. Uh, I think moving on in the future, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've I've actually spoken to about seven or eight artists that I already know, and they're all like, "Yeah, go for it." Yeah. So so we'll have some interesting music coming up in future episodes. Me too. Um, we could even do like a yeah. Uh, a segment in the future of you bring three, I bring three. Oh, really? Yeah. Do and we then... do the, the Pepsi challenge? <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Sounds great. I guess it also ten- shows you how tough it is to make it if you don't have an agency backing you these days. Uh, yeah. Everybody thinks, oh, you just go independent. It's yeah, great. Yeah, you go but, viral, uh, but uh, wow, you just, uh, you're, a, you're a teardrop in a sea in the ocean, right? That's right. Yeah. So. And um, it's... Y- yeah, going viral is something that people say a lot, but again, it's it's a once it's a needle in a haystack's chances of of happening yeah. most of the time. It, and it's um like a asymmetrical to the overall um amount of music that gets played inside of an industry. Oh yeah. Right? So if you're inside of the industry, you're probably going to be playing a lot and getting shows and things like that. Yeah. Um, backing, meetings, management, mm. right? To, yeah, yeah. Uh, advertisements and stuff like that. But if you're independent and you get a viral hit, yeah. well, that's famous for like three or four days. Right, And then right. you have that as your history, like 500,000 views. Yeah. But it doesn't really carry over uh, into sales mm. or, or much else, unless you're Justin Bieber. But again, yeah. he, had, he had really strong backing as well, you know, yeah. in addition to viral atsasi. So those three days are your like Warhol's 15 minutes. And... The other thing is, you if you're good at catching the wave and riding it, then maybe. But so many people are, are inexperienced. They're like, okay, so what do I do next? 
You can't do the same oh, yeah, thing, right? You, you can't repeat virality. No, no. And, and yeah, in the whole time... Unless you're somebody like Logan Paul. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> Some people just know how to... And it's, it's more about controversy than talent as well. That's yeah. the other thing. Or zany. Yeah, zaniness, yeah. Or animals. Look what my cat did. Right, right. Cuteness. I guess that's so... Did yeah. you know that in the future, mm-hmm. people will be anonymous for 15 minutes? Oh, it's a reverse Warhol kind yeah. of effect. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that'll be... <laughs> so, Hall War. Yeah, yeah Hall War. <laughs> um, and uh, what was I going to say? Um, I heard something also that... Uh, I forget. Maybe I heard it on the show that the real celebrities will be the ones that stay anonymous. Right. That's kind of what's happening right now. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We don't know where uh, Mark Zuckerberg stays at a at a hotel, but where everybody else yeah. has to uh, check in. Right, right, know? absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was an interesting discussion on fame. Well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So you were um, uh, taking a break from the old podcast. Yeah, going went back. back into Magaland, and I think yeah. you got some tales from Maga Country. Yeah, um, I went back to make America great again. Uh, but tagging yeah. it, yeah, um, keeping it great. Uh, Frankly, you know let me what? tell you, no one has more accomplishments than this president. <laughs> and the fake news media. And your hair color, too. It matches perfectly. Yeah, that's yes, right. That's yes. So, um, and the hair that. Being in, <laughs> being in Japan is nice because it's a little bit muted. The the news coming in, it's not yeah. it's not so 24-7 in the States. It's just every TV show. It's just coverage. And everybody... Um, I can't speak for everyone, but it just, people want to get worked up over it. And I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to psych myself up either in positively or negatively. Right. You know, it's, uh, I don't want to be too happy if, if, you know, the impeachment happens or too unhappy when it doesn't. It just seems to be setting myself up for some sort of post like postpartum depression. Yeah, politically, we're gonna win that that yeah. gameplay. We and... won, we won. Well, what did I win? You know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, other than that, um, I uh, basically I watched every almost every Pacino De Niro Scorsese pairing with my father because that's what we always do. Uh, Heat, The Irishman. Um, and uh, no, we didn't see Righteous Kill, but uh, then we watched a bunch of Clint Eastwood movies as well. And uh, I, I didn't move. I ate bacon and eggs three times a day, every day. Um, and uh, I also went to a casino because um, and my parents bought me tickets to see Brian Wilson, actually. Uh, the Beach, Beach Boys. Yeah. So um, And that, that song that the Bare Naked Ladies did. All right, Brian yeah. Bird, just like Brian Wilson did. <laughs> Oh, lying in bed just like Brian Wilson did. You should take that act on the road. <laughs> yeah. Barely bare <clears throat> naked ladies or something. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, naked man. Yeah. <laughs> Wang out, full throttle. <laughs> but I'll say this, though. Um, it, it was an amazing show. Um, I mean, also that he had like a, a 12-man backup band and uh, Al Jardine from the Beach Boys and um, Blondie Chaplin also were there in the, in the band as well. So and the backup musicians were amazing. Like, so it was, it was actually a really good show. I've noticed that the musicianship has really improved. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, when I was doing a lot of music back in like the Vancouver Island in the late in the late nineties, early two thousands, yeah, mid two thousands too. Not a lot of other people I knew were musicians, oh. uh, but now just yeah. the amount of skilled younger musicians, I think, because of YouTube and all these other things. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure yeah, the yeah. Brian Wilson band is not a bunch of YouTubers, but right. just, <laughs> but but the access to high, like really quality musicians is is quite common these days you know yeah and i think there's also this trend of you know taking a celebrity name and and the the music that they're famous for and then setting the bar up to like 100 as far as presentation of it goes because now we know we have the name recognition there now we just want to make sure it lives up to it and maybe exceeds to the the memories we have of it Exactly. Yeah, so it was, uh, uh, and of course, you know, it was all Beach Boys music, so everybody was singing along. It was like 
um, uh, venue of 2,000 seats or so, and it, with everyone singing every song along. So it was, it was it was quite fun. That sounds awesome, man. It was. It was really good. And then I came back here, and immediately I, uh, I had to come and have a physical. What? Yes. Uh, I just happened to be scheduled that way, and the first thing they said is, your cholesterol is really high. Bacon yeah. eggs every day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just a little advice for those of you that are um, going to have a physical here. I had the, uh, the pleasure of having an endoscope. Have you? I've, I've done translation work for endoscope manuals. Yes. They call but I've it. never had one shoved up my nose or ass or whatever. Uh, no. Um, well, there's two choices, so I'm just going to give a little bit of advice on it. It's called, uh, they call it e-camera which is just a fiber optic camera. It's a cable that they put down your mouth or your nose and um, to take pictures of your stomach. The, okay. And you're conscious for it. So I, don't, I, think, I think in the States they knock you out. That's cool. Yeah. So if you do it, take, and they have the option of nose or mouth, go with nose. Mouth is like, you know when you put your finger down your throat to make yourself throw up? It's like that for five minutes straight. And it's it's can be pretty harsh. Were the Japanese doctors gentle about this? I think you notice I did the breathing in. Um, or were you treated like a lab rat? No, um, you know I had it, I knew it wasn't I was in for it when the nurse came in and she said I'm so nervous to me and I was like oh god whoa <laughs> um, I think he. He knew what was happening. I don't think he was the most experienced guy, but I didn't think he was the least either. Like some guys really know it and they know how to position you when you're doing it so you're not constantly like gagging and throw, trying to throw up. But um, yeah, I think he was more, he didn't quite have that down. Huh. In any case, yeah, go with the nose. Go with the nose. Goes with the nose. Indeed. Yep. Huh. Well, that's my life. And what, how how was being back in America uh, overall? You know, because we often hear from the news it's all divisive and civil wars about to break out and everyone's worried about their guns and abortions and things like that. I um, I think it's a um, people generally will talk a big game, but when they're actually confronted face-to-face, it's a little bit less so. Like, people don't need the um, confrontation, the physical confrontation, even if it's just arguing. So, I mean, people talk big when they're alone or they're online or something like that. I think face-to-face, they just want to get through their day. That's my impression of it. Uh So you didn't have any gun rights activists? Well, I was avoiding people like anyway. I don't I don't want to deal with people. But um just interacting when I went to go see the show, you know, everybody's like, No, after you, after you. Like everybody's nice. Nobody really wants to start up a hate or like a hate speech session or a argument or a conversation. You didn't see Steven Crowder changing anyone's minds? <laughs> no, no. I, I can safely say that wasn't the case. <laughs> It was overall peaceful and nice and everything's kind of chill. I think that's just how it is in general. I mean, if somebody wants to really get worked up and fight someone because their life is that empty, yeah, great. But most of the time it's like, no, I got bills to pay. I just want to get through my life, you know? That's how um, I see it in general. And if if you don't, if somebody does do that and you don't come back at them right away and you're just kind of, yeah, yeah, sure, okay. It kind of takes the wind out of their sails pretty quick. They'll find somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's no not, lynch mobs. It's not that hard to avoid. <laughs> People aren't. Yeah, I don't know. It's. It, I read. I don't even read the comments half the time. Like just about news articles or anything. I'm just like I just don't need it. Right. Yeah. There's only you know life's short. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, of course, the Japan What podcast is your podcast for all things indie music, but we also like to cover the news. And um, I want to talk about the coronavirus a little bit, of course. And we got a snafu over here. Let's get it going. And I'm going to play a little bit of uh, the NHK, uh, Japan's 
state-backed medium. We begin with news from China, where authorities say the new strain of coronavirus has claimed 304 lives. The number of infected people in the country has risen to more than 14,000. Authorities in Hubei Province have extended the Lunar New Year holiday period through February 13th. The national government previously added three days to the holidays. They end on Sunday. Well, that's not really interesting. But more than 300 people have、yeah. died from this virus. And、mm-hmm. what's crazy about it? Yeah, I've been、yeah. following it like 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 really closely. Um. In places like Canada,、yeah. the government is just like we don't. Okay, we're bringing back some of the people from the area to Canada. We don't know when we're going to be here, but we're not going to screen them. And if you say anything about it, you're racist. Really, <laughs> that's kind of the Canadian government's approach. Whereas this is、uh, the woke response. That's right. Oh if, my goodness! And, and all of the media is just like, don't be racist. Don't be racist. Wow. Yes. That's um. So I was wondering. Yeah.、Uh, is this racist? Everybody was a kung flu fighting. <laughs> You're just referencing、uh, popular culture. Is that so? It's not racist. Um, because <laughs> we can play it again. Everybody was a kung flu fighting. You know, there's a lot packed into that little that little sample. I, I, I miss the kung flu. <laughs> And、um, I am way, drinking a Corona. Yeah, I know you're drink. I was like, is that? Of course it is. Of course you're doing that on purpose. <laughs> so,、um, yeah. <laughs> have you, you've been out of the country, so maybe you haven't been following this coronavirus so much. So I've seen. Well, we, I guess we skipped over the matcha popcorn. We can do that another day. Sure. You yeah, know, that's okay. So. This month is already so busy with the coronavirus, the Iranian deaths, and Brexit, and Kobe Bryant dying, and、yeah. uh, uh, wildfires in Australia, Trump impeachment, which I don't really think is that important, Middle East peace plan, and you know Libya and Syria going to war. So the I was looking a lot on、uh, Twitter, and like I just said, like you have to be woke in Canada.、Uh, Japan actually had a very interesting thing happen the other day.、Mm-hmm. Um, government official managing returnees from Wuhan found dead in apparent suicide.、Whoa. This guy killed himself. A male government official tasked with managing returnees from Wuhan, China, due to the coronavirus outbreak, was found dead. Uh, okay. At around 10 a.m., a patient alerted emergency services after finding the official、uh, collapsed near a dormitory at the National Institute of Public Health. Really,、uh, collapsed. Yes,、okay. um, he basically jumped out of the window. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, okay, that he, makes sense. Then,、yeah. He flew himself uh, uh. out the window. But don't don't. Do you have any rim shot samples on that board? <laughs> no, I just have random things that I、oh. can push. So with this coronavirus,、um, there's just there's a whole bunch of Chinese tourists in Japan at the moment as well. Because, yeah, and they're all wearing masks, and、uh, a lot of Japanese people are like kind of avoiding them. But it's not considered racist. It's just considered precautionary. Yeah, I think a lot of things, even some things that are racist, are just considered precautionary in Japan. So, yeah, yeah. Well,、um, yeah. God,、um, that I didn't know about Canada. Like, don't the, the the first response is don't be racist. Don't yeah. And then not even protecting your own health. It's um. And they're just like, remember everybody, wash your hands. Oh dear. Wash your hands and don't be racist. Okay, mommy says so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess. Well, if it makes people feel better about themselves, I guess they can go for it. But、uh, just, um, yeah, it's.、Uh, first off, I, I imagine that official probably had other issues going on. I don't think it was. Do you think it was directly corona related? Probably not. He, I mean, the bat soup in the Wuhan wasn't as good as he thought. Maybe right. Know, yeah, <laughs> something like that. I、yeah. mean, they don't. It seems. Like a little bit of clickbaity headline to me. Well, yeah, it is kind of interesting. It is interesting, but I'm. I wonder、yeah. if it's just whatever else was going on in the person's life. He not, just may have freaked out because、yeah. um, Japanese people are just so fastidious with,、uh, you、mm-hmm. know, preventing 
oh, health prevention, health care, keeping it, clean yeah, and yeah. things like that. He may have been like a clean nut. Oh, I see. And uh, the idea of hundreds and hundreds of people infected with coronavirus being around him may have just like... Oh, freaked him out. Freaked he him snapped. out. Yeah, he snapped and, and he couldn't take it anymore. Well... How did he survive then the, the bird flu and the SARS? Like, you know what I mean? Is it, this seems like, I don't know. Like I think this is a little bit more. Um, it is and it isn't. It's crazier than bird flu and SARS because it's it, the, like uh, hundreds of people. Like Wuhan is an industrial hub now. Right. And it's like a Detroit. Right. And okay. It's a huge manufacturing place. So there's like hundreds, if not thousands of Japanese people stationed there. And the okay. government's been expatriating them back to right. Japan, yeah. three or four hundred people at a time, two hundred, yeah. three hundred people at a time. Sure, and they are some of them do have coronavirus, right? And right. like like fifteen of them or twenty seven of them were ha- having flu like symptoms, and yeah. we don't know what it is and things like that. So with SARS and so on, there wasn't such um, the world wasn't as connected as it is right now. Yeah, no, I agree with that, but it's also. The panic seems to be that, like, this is some sort of instantly fatal disease. This isn't Ebola, you know? Right. I mean, most of the time, they said most of the people that actually catch this is, um, you, they, they suffer mild symptoms and, and then that's it. And it's, the people that are passing tend to be people with previous existing conditions or the elderly or children. Not good, but at the same time, not nearly as, um, uh, how not nearly as um, depressing an outlook as you would think from reading the headlines. It's kind of a panic-demic, you know, like a... Panic-demic. Yeah. I did see some videos from Twitter of of Chinese nationals, like, taking pictures with their smartphones and videos of, like, um, people dressed up in hazmat suits, carrying automatic weapons, walking into housing complexes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, things like that. Or uh, crematoriums, apparently, or really? stacks of bodies and cars and in, in body bags. The, and the quality of the hazmat suits and the body bags is quite high, you know, because yeah. China is becoming rapidly mm-hmm. an, a, an, a, an advanced society right, in yeah. some ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so you see all these doctors now with really quite advanced hazmat suits. Oh, really? But then the civilian population doesn't have any masks and they're kind of improvising now because there's yeah. a shortage. Right. I saw a guy wearing like a bra over his face as a face <laughs> mask. Another guy had like an orange cut in half. And, really? and like the the half of an orange peel was put on his face. I get the feeling that would work. That would actually be some kind of makeshift, almost like somehow they're going to find out that that those those that person is the only one that's going to survive. Right. Like the, the, or- the orange, the some sort of chemical or enzyme in the orange peel. Right. Yeah. So, um, are the um, photos and videos going viral? Like, but this is the thing. We're not really sure because. Going viral. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that one flew right past me. <laughs> oh, oh. Are we, we going to go down that, oh, <laughs> down that is route? Is it just a flash in the <laughs> pandemic? Oh, no. Oh. Ouch. All right. <laughs> but uh, it, it's kind of weird because the official media <laughs> of China is just like, look, we are building a hospital. It's yeah. under control. And then the, 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 the citizen footage is mm-hmm. just like, hazmat suits and automatic weapons and right. random cars spraying chemicals everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And um, people just falling down in the middle of the road. Uh, so it's, it, it's, and are these unofficial videos even from the past three months? Yeah, yeah. Or are they just people that find the videos and try to get them to go viral right. on, on the old tweeters there? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's really a strange thing because... You know, of yeah. course, they're building a hospital, but they're also not showing anything else, right? From yeah. the state-sponsored media perspective, or well, it's just a whole bunch of people coming out of the hospital, going, "Everything's great," right? And then I saw another video of a guy; he's lying in a hospital bed, right? And he's filming doctors taking a a guy across the hallway. They lift up a, a blanket, put yeah. it on the floor pick up the guy in a yellow body bag, put him on the blanket, oh fold God. the blanket over him and take him out the out the out the out the corridor. Wow. And this guy is like kind of maybe going <gasps> he doesn't sound like he's very good. Yeah, yeah. Is that staged? Yeah, we, I know. we just don't know. Yeah. 
He's put a lot of thought into it if he did stage it. I know. And yeah. imagine wearing a hazmat suit and, and an industrial a hazmat suit in a residential complex with three guys with weapons, like clocking up a Glock. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you know, and then walking around. Well, <laughs> I mean, just looking at the facts, they're building a hospital for this. And they've put a city on lockdown. It's like the it's like the plot of uh, what was it, the third Batman, basically. You know, like a whole city of how many residents, how many millions of residents are completely unable to um, leave that uh, leave that place. So it's um, that's got to tell you something there. I think the real thing, though, the um, the the real issue is the fact it's so transmittable, even in its incubation period where you don't have any symptoms. I think that's what maybe separates it from the past uh, the past health scares, uh, especially coming out of China. And no one's sure if it's transmitted from the the uh, viral infe- virus infected animals that are yeah. quite commonly eaten there, or if it was accidentally leaked from the virology laboratory they have there. Because oh, wow. in Wuhan they have like a, a top level virology laboratory uh-huh. yeah. studying the most dangerous pathogens known to man. Really? Yeah. Oh and wow. Recently in Canada, uh, Chinese related scientists had <laughs> been caught in Canada's highest pathogen virology laboratories trying to exfiltrate data and, um, and, uh, you know, smuggle out pathogens. Yeah. Yeah. So is is it like a weakness in the supply chain of a Mm -hmm. a virology laboratory, not in a central Chinese city, but in like a tertiary, secondary city, you know? My goodness. And so they made the market, they may have made the market, the scapegoat in this, the animal markets. That's right. Yeah. So the, by blaming the the market, it, yeah. it makes the people to blame. Yeah, right, exactly. And then by building a hospital, it makes the government supportive. Yeah, they're controlling the whole narrative. That's of this, right. So you even see, though it might be their fault. So I don't know where it's gonna oh, go, God. but the fact that the death toll is just keeping going up and up yeah. and up, and I, I don't know. Anyways, that's the the virology update. Yeah, fiction becomes reality. Everybody was a kung flu fighting. <coughs> How long did it take you to think that one up? Um, it took very little time to think it up. It took about an hour and a half to make to get, to get it where I needed it to be. That's pretty good, I gotta say. <laughs> I mean, not woke, but very funny. Yes, and chock full of references. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. So, How's your friend doing, by the I way? Is he? Do you think he's gonna be? Gracing our presence, gracing uh, our our studio with his presence. Let's let's uh, pause it for a second. Sure. All right. Well, he's still incognito. We don't know what's going on with the guy. He doesn't know what a podcast is, you know. So musicians, musicians. Yeah, they think it's like a radio. It kind of is like a radio. Hey, it is. Yeah. Did you know that today is a palindrome? Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, or kind of a like an inverted palindrome. Okay. February second, twenty twenty. February. Oh two oh, oh two okay. two zero two zero. Oh, a number palindrome. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. A number, a numerical palindrome. My goodness. And it's also the thirty third day of the year. Mark down your calendars. So there's Celebrate. not going to be another event like this for another nine hundred years. Oh wow. Yeah. Interesting. Very uh, a, a comet sighting, if you would. <laughs> And how about this? Speaking of numbers, the last Tokyo Olympics yes. was nineteen sixty-four. Now, if you're into numerology, oh, you okay. take these and you add them up. As you clearly Nine, are. Yeah. I used to be a little bit. <laughs> okay. Nine plus one is ten. Mm-hmm. And six plus four is ten. Okay. Times two is twenty twenty. Oh. So the Tokyo Olympics this year, of course, it's yes. the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Okay. And the last one was nineteen sixty-four. So nefarious. I wonder. I, I I believe that a lot of our elites are into this type of thing, and, and they mm. they kind of do this shit on purpose. Really? Yeah, I do. Well, it's working out wonderfully, isn't it? <laughs> 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 well, okay. So if today is a numerical pal- palindrome that we will not uh, witness again for nine hundred years, when you woke up this morning, did it feel different? Well, it's a podcast day, so I had that going for me. Okay. Uh, but I didn't feel any anything celestial. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say magical, but I like yours better. Right. Yeah. Although I, I have been watching um, uh, a Randall Carlson video about the ancient numbers. 
and okay. the measurements of the pyramid and things like that. Really? And how the measurements of the Great Period of Ginza, it's not a perfect square. Yeah, yeah. But that's done, he says, intentionally because yeah. the this... Mm -hmm. the, the dimensions of the pyramid in the form of the square that okay. it's shaped in yeah. matches it almost exactly, like almost to the inch, the way that um, measuring um, a distance of meridian mm -hmm. and... Or what's the other one? Meridian and... Oh, I, I don't... The vertical one? I can't remember it right now. I, I don't know, actually. It, it almost yeah. matches that exactly on the on the equator of a, of a certain section of land between oh, okay. two... Meridians and two uh, you, uh, I'm sorry. horizontal ones. I can't the, remember. I can't remember. Long, not the longitudinal latitude. That's right. That's oh, what that's I mean. Longitudinal, okay. latitudinal, okay. that type of thing. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. And so people were saying, well, the bit. pyramid wasn't perfect because it's not a perfect square. But it's like, um, no, he, they, they did that intentionally to demonstrate that they knew about... The frame the, of reference. The, the of frame the world. of reference of the world that it, the world is not a perfect sphere. Yeah, so it actually, in the reference of the world, it is a perfect square, according to the dimensions of the world. It that, that's right. Yeah, it matches up. Yeah, in terms of geography, uh -huh. it matches up into a perfect square. Wow. So, I don't know about you, but I feel like wrapping tinfoil around my head. <laughs> yeah, me too. But yeah. what's interesting is that he, like it's all proven with dimensions. Yeah, and well, measurements and multiplications. So was it just to prove they could do it or or to show that they were aware of it? I th the idea of the um, masonry yeah. is to take sacred numbers. I think they're racing to come get us. <laughs> to take sacred numbers and create structures using those sacred numbers. Oh, so okay. that the, the, the knowledge is not lost in a book, but it's preserved in a framework. Oh, I see. If that makes so sense, so it's a little Da Vinci codeish. That's right, okay. but it's 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 not it's not so that you can like communicate with aliens or take over the world. Yeah, but it's it's an engineering approach of 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 the preservation of knowledge of society and things it's entrenching like that. knowledge. In, okay, I yeah, see what you're and saying. so a lot of lodges will have all of these kind of measurements. Masonic lodges okay. are are built using these measurements, and if oh, you're goodness. if you're if you know these measurements yeah. and you're around that type of place, you begin to identify them. You see the patterns. Yeah, I've been seeing themselves. some patterns recently oh. as well uh, in terms of a lot of the, um, uh, on, a, on a metropolitan scale, okay. the dimensions of uh, certain things in Tokyo, okay. uh, especially between Tokyo Tower, mm -hmm. Odaiba, and the Telecom Center. Okay, yeah. Um, and Ebisu. Yeah. And, and so on, and the Olympics, actually. Mm -hmm. It all comes together through a French lineage of the Masonic heritage. It's We're all French. a different podcast, you realize. Yeah, I okay. know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to kill time until Kate gets here. But I've been investigating this. And so there's this giant... It all has to do with French okay. dimensions and flames. Oh, the French. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So the Tokyo Tower is built... In the, as a replica of mm -hmm. Eiffel Tower. Oh, right, yeah. And right yeah. next to Tokyo Tower mm -hmm. is the Masonic Lodge. There's a giant Masonic Lodge there. Mm, and okay. on Odaiba, there's this 22-meter-high mm. flame replica. Yeah. And then uh, behind yeah. that is um, the Tokyo Telecom Center. Okay. And yeah. from Tokyo Tower mm -hmm. to through the 22-meter-high uh, flame, mm -hmm. which is built by a French guy, by the way. Okay. There's a plaque yeah. there, and you can see that. Right into the telecom center, which has um, two wings and a central atrium. It, oh, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. But it's to the centimeter, right in the yeah, center of the lucky. telecom center, right through the center of the flame, which yeah. is a tiny flame, directly to the center of Tokyo Tower. And recently, mm -hmm. um, we have the Olympics this year. Yeah. They put five Olympic rings in the Tokyo Harbor. Okay, yeah. And it's... Right in that path in that line. Still that, oh. And guess who invented the Olympics? A French mason. Wow. The French will inherit the earth, or at least preserve it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. Wait, I, I, well, God. and I'm afraid to the, go down the, that The person who... Oh, oh, wait, can I go there? So uh -oh. one of the prime ministers right after World War II was a prince. Yeah. And he was a, a Mason, and okay. he spent five years in Paris. Mm -hmm. And after he was the president of Japan after World War II, he created a IT school 
So if I can find a correlation between the Chiba Institute of Technology and okay. the telecom center, then that creates uh, a line. I haven't done that yet. Oh, okay. But Just, yeah. Um, also, Ebis does the same thing. Ebis Garden Place. It's all filled with the same style of French. There's a there's the French restaurant in oh, Ebis okay. Garden Place. It has a central atrium and two wings to it. And then at Christmas time, they put up a giant Christmas tree yeah, on yeah. the other side and the giant um, chandelier yeah. inside of the thing. Okay. And that's the flame as well. The chandelier is called the eternal flame. Oh, wow. And the okay. Christ- it's right in between the, the French restaurant there. Okay. And in the, in the courtyard, there's a whole bunch of Rodin statues. Rodin was French. And he's also building things like, you know, masons and stuff. And then there's the Christmas tree, and the Christmas tree represents mm-hmm. a pyramid. Do you think they're just obsessive compulsive? I think they're. I think they're pranksters. Really? I think it's a joke. They're I think slapping I, each other in the back. I, I, in I honestly think so, and I think it's we a communication. We pulled a fast one on Japan. Yeah, because it's all, it's not nefarious. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is there a sinister reason? I, I think this? I think it's engineering at a very high level. Okay, and it's known. Yeah, and. So if if you have very high-level engineers in your society and they're able to communicate these numerical messages to each other, it kind of creates an international fraternity of people who kind of know where they are, who can harmonize within that, um, uh, Uh what's it called? Yeah. Uh, Sacred geometry. So it's like through architecture, they're prank phone calling each other. And also there's a... Statue of a flame okay. in Ebby's Garden Place off to the side. And the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. as well. There's a fake Statue of Liberty on Odaiba Island mm-hmm. holding up the flame. And what also with the Olympics, what's a key part of the Olympics? The torch. Yeah. Right, and the yeah. flame, the eternal flame. So it's well, this thing okay. about eternal flames. Is this really like in this case, it, it's first started like it was coming off as a conspiracy. But is it more just like super advanced minds kind of keeping a consistency, keeping a repeating theme? Yeah, because they okay. don't trust the libraries. They don't okay. trust the scientists because they all communicate on paper. Yeah. And once the paper is burnt, yeah. your, your knowledge is gone. Right. But if you embed that knowledge into massive library. frameworks, yeah. Yeah. then you can, you, you can pass on that knowledge like the pyramid oh, wow. is like 10,000 years old or whatever. Right. That's a lot longer than a lot of the libraries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, no, it makes sense now. Because um, when you were first uh, off air, actually, you had brought this up to me before. And I was like, well, what's the point of all this? And my mind immediately goes to something is going on and somebody's taking over the world. But but the way you're saying it now is, okay, we're just looking to preserve it. Yeah. that Which I think is... Actually, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it can't be for the midwits. Yeah. Because the midwits would ruin it. it. It's like asking middle management yeah. to, to go to the moon. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. going to make a camel and it's like shoot it. trying to record history on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So these guys are kind of responsible. And that's why they have a whole fraternity and an order within the fraternity. And if mm. you're smart enough and probably conniving enough or prankster yeah. enough, you can climb those ranks, access that knowledge, and, wow. and maybe find a way to imbue or embed that knowledge into some uh, geological or engineering frameworks. Yeah. And now, dear listeners, matcha popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. You want to read it? Um, so that's my masonry update. It's wow. alive and well. And there's a thing with the French, there's a thing with the flames, and there's a thing with alignment of... Um, certain amounts of key architecture, uh, archi- architectural establishments in, in, in the Tokyo region. Wow. So you, you, you will be giving us updates then. As, when I as find them, them. When I find them. A lot of people kind of go, this is just <laughs> crazy talk. And I get that. But I'm not saying it's a nefarious scheme to communicate with yeah. the lizard people or anything like that. Right. I'm just saying, I think they're pulling a fast one on us. And I think they're really smart. So, it, yeah, it's a very, very architecturally advanced way of saying, got your nose. That's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. I honestly do. All right. Well, good on them. If they're that smart, they should. <laughs> I mean, they should be working on a few other problems, I imagine. But, hey, go for it. I think they are. All right. So, yeah, give us a message out there, any Masons listening to the podcast. Exactly. We, I guarantee your anonymity, and I am not your enemy. Yes, You've you've got a friend at Japan, what? All right. 
matcha popcorn. This is like one of those news breaks where they take a they report on a serious murder and then they're like, "Good news for egg lovers," you know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all serious. And we wish the family the best in their recovery. Yes. Next step, puppies who talk. <laughs> Great, that was better. <laughs> anyway, matcha popcorn. Matcha is a part of Japan's culinary legacy. It's actually not very popular as a standalone drink, and that's because true matcha, as opposed to the green tea, uh, is extremely bitter. In recent years, we've been seeing Japanese confection uh, confectioners streamline this process with an ever-increasing variety of matcha-flavored desserts. And now the Japanese division of Frito-Lay is joining the trend with matcha popcorn. The snack creators promise it'll not only taste great, but smell wonderful too thanks to being seasoned with tea leaves harvested in Kyoto Prefecture. The green tea popcorn is enhanced with the sweet, milky richness of a cup of matcha latte, thus earning the snack the official name of Kyo Matcha Latte Popcorn. I'm... I... Can't wait for this podcast Can you to believe? be over. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to run and <laughs> yep, buy them up like exactly. the Chinese are buying the masks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll have our own you keep matcha your mask. virus. I want my matcha. Yeah. What, can you believe that this combination of words exist? Um, Ma- uh, matcha latte popcorn. Kind of. I, I kind of do believe it, though. It just seems like, the, especially with uh, confectionaries, uh, confectionary goods in general here tend to go in waves and they tend to put new ones out and pull old ones out like um, uh, in phases. So when you're changing it that many times, it's only, I mean, you're going to start running out of flavors. You're going to go to bizarre extreme flavors. And this is just kind of naturally the progression. Mm, Do you want to try it? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. I wonder who they're targeting with this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I could totally see, in fact, I could see this becoming very popular overseas. I think matcha, that just like things like matcha ice cream, like are, are slowly kind of becoming, you know, people that want to think that they're exotic or they're foodies, they might, they might be into this. And, you know, I could totally see this becoming popular in the States. Could be yeah. like a, as a party gag or yeah or something like that. Come try this popcorn. It's matcha, matcha yeah. latte. Yeah, yeah. I'll try that. Yeah, I'm gonna give this guy a call. See what's going on. All right, let's. So I've known Say for a long time. He's a dobro player. He's okay. a, he's a fantastic musician, um, but he doesn't know what a podcast is. Like okay. we've been uh, saying, and we're trying to get him on the line here. To be fair, it was difficult to find it. Hey, say uh, you're on. Uh, you are you are on the air. We are recording you. Welcome, Seta. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, okay. Where where uh, are you, man? Where are you? I'm in I'm in Ginza uh, Chome Eki. Ah, okay. okay. Well, it's probably okay. going to be a bit a bit late, but um. Mm. So, say how are you, man? It's been a long time. We of course used to play in a band together called Habby Habby uh, back Habby in Habby. 2007. Seven, yeah, oh, ten years. Yeah, man, thirteen years ago. Uh, thirteen years, oh, Yeah. 2003. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, so, say, what's up? Why are you in town? Uh, I got a gig tonight in in the Tokyo uh, Ekoda Ekoda. It's no, 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 Tokyo. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe I sure. Tonight. Okay, great. Uh, sorry, what was the venue name? Name? Yeah, the name of the place. Sorry, I'm Tom. Nice to meet uh, you. Name of the place. Yeah. Ekoda Club. Oh, Ekoda Club. Sorry, excuse me. I thought it was a, the, the area. Oh, okay, great. Um, and yeah. uh, how many sets will you be doing? Yeah, is it a 30-minute set? Will you be doing one, more than uh, one? It's not uh, quite decided yet, but okay. uh, maybe it's going to be uh, 45 or something. Oh, cool. And, uh, 45 minutes, maybe. Okay. Is Ekoda more of a, a live house a club or more like a kind of a bar with a stage? It's, or? it's a blue- Blues bar. Oh, it's, okay. It's, it's, not a, it's not a club or live house, but a blues bar. And uh, uh, mm. it's just a two mic or mm. 
very simple set. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Now, um, will you be doing covers, originals? Originals. Uh, oh, okay. Every song, every song. What do you write about? About uh, women and men. Women and, and men. Uh, on the isolation. Uh, money. Oh, okay. Good. This kind of thing, yeah. Okay. So why do you write about men? It's very woke of you. Yeah. Sorry? <laughs> so why do you write about men, say? Yeah. Say, Sam. Write about men. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. do you write about men? Yeah. I mean, okay, so women broke up with you. So what, uh, yeah. did, what did the men do? Did they beat you up and take your money? Are they pirates? I, I'm in a station and uh, I can't hear you. Oh, no. Much, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's okay. Seita, Hi. so um, are, are you living in Tokyo again? Or are you still living in Hiroshima? Uh, no, I, I mean, I'm living in uh, Okayama. Uh, Okayama. Okayama. It, it's west, uh, next to Hiroshima Prefecture. And um, what's the music scene like there? Are there a lot of uh, blues musicians or? Uh, no, 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 no. no. Oh, more like uh, old rock, rock and roll. And is there a rich music scene or is there an active no, music scene? Not rich, rich uh, music scene, but like Osaka and uh, Tokyo. Very, Okayama music scene is very small. But, mm. but there, there are a lot of people who like music, anyway. So is it easy to find uh, gigs to play? Ah, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's difficult to get a music chance. But uh, nah. Okay. I, I don't. <clears throat> so if there's a new place, a new, how do you, um, how do you contact? How do you make contact with the? Uh, the managers of the club or the the uh, owners of the bar. I don't, I don't contact from I don't contact the <laughs> music club, but uh, I know these bars through friends. Oh, okay. Friends. So it's just all, all through your own contacts, your yeah, network. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't offer, so they offer offer me. And oh, I, I see. Play. Oh, okay. So you don't have to actively look. For for no, shows, no. okay. Oh, that's good to know. What's your advice for young people? These days, there are less live house, but uh, more cl uh, small club like a blues bar, oh. where you can uh, play uh, acoustic guitar and uh, this kind of thing. I, okay. So, so there's there, there, are, there will be a lot of chance for uh, 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 SSW, uh, singer songwriter. Oh, okay. Okay. Individual yeah. solo acts. Yeah. Hi. Okay. So you recommend going looking at more bars and uh, smaller, not not live houses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Now, um, do you always perform as a solo act? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, tonight's uh, show. Tonight? Yeah. Tonight? Yes. Uh, there are three acts, okay. uh, including me. Okay. Uh, Great. All right. So, I have a question. Hey, okay. say some. Um, when we were playing music together uh, 13 <clears throat> years ago, we had the yeah. idea, of course, at that time, recording CDs and publishing um, physical uh, CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember that. Yeah. You know, these days, CDs maybe aren't the best way. So what, what do you do to try to um, promote your music in a post-CD market? Hmm. You mean now? Yeah. Uh, I don't have... Uh, I haven't recorded yet, but... Uh, I I got a uh, uh, I uploaded a, a vid on YouTube. Mm. Do you stream on U YouTube? Oh, uh, Spotify. Uh, and that, that's what, <coughs> I, what, what I have now, oh. and uh, I don't I don't have any CD and. Uh, mm -hmm. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, but do you do Spotify or do you do SoundCloud or so? Uh, what? How do you distribute your music? Because you know, last time we were playing music, we were doing so in a CD market, but now it's completely different. So, what do you think about yeah. that? We, we don't mean to frustrate you. I have any idea at, at this moment, maybe, but uh, I, I'm, I'm recording in a CD, I mean, uh, my tunes, and uh, mm -hmm. I think I'm, I'm going to put it, put it on uh, iTunes, maybe. What do you do to promote your music after you record it? <laughs> you're a true you're a true artist <laughs> all right say son um so you're playing tonight february 2nd at the ekota uh, club and i'm gonna be there okay okay all right see you later take care now uh, see you later thank you bye-bye all right and there he goes mr say Oof. so I, I i told you mm -hmm. most japanese people don't know what a podcast is and, yeah and uh, it's, he, he, his English used to be really good, but now he's living in the Inaka. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think he might be a gravestone maker. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's... Which really matches well with the blues. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that goes well with the music. That's a, that's a source, a pool of uh, inspiration. Wow. All right. Well, here we go. Let's play the song by Say, When I Woke Up This Morning, or Kesa Okitatoki. Recorded live in Asagaya. Wild man blues type of a feeling he's got going on there. Just when you thought you've heard everything. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people like that type of thing. Like one uh, of his, Oh, live, I can totally, yeah. One I, of his videos has like 500,000 views on Facebook. Amazing, so, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. Facebook, I'm sorry, YouTube. Oh, YouTube, yeah. fair enough, yeah. I mean... Hey, you should, uh, it sounds like it'd be a gas to have a, you know, sit down and have a have a scotch while listening to that. No kidding. Yeah, it'd be very fun. Ekito, it was... What was that, uh, the place again? I've never been there. Ekoda Club. Ekoda Club. Okay. Yeah, Ekoda is a nice place. There's a an Israeli restaurant there. What what station is it close to? Uh, Ekoda Station. Oh, it's Ekoda Station. Yeah, okay. Ekoda. And there's like a, maybe a Shin Ekoda or something like that. It's on the Oedo line or something oh, okay. like that. Oh, yeah. I've, okay. I've actually, I'm kind of surprised because I thought I had heard most of the live houses here and I have never heard of that one. The, the kind of acoustic blues community is somewhat isolated from the rest. Oh, sure. That um, makes a lot of sense. And the, yeah, the, I think they're kind of a little bit, they're not as promoty, I think, as sure. a rock band needs yeah. to be. So they kind of gather in random clubs, not random clubs, but a few select clubs around town in a place where they might have uh, 20 or 30 seats, something like that. Yeah. And uh, people bring a couple of fans and then there's a lot of 
older guys in town that still really like to hear blues music and acoustic blues music. Yeah, so yeah. It, it targets that market more okay. than any other. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, um, so, sounds like fun. Dakota Station. I'm going to be Club. there. I okay. can't wait. I was even thinking about going to the Jewish restaurant. Yeah. The Israeli. I, I took my Why wife not? there once. Yeah. She's like, where are we going? I'm like, the Israeli restaurant. And mm-hmm. she thought I, would, I was saying, it's really a restaurant. Well, they, and they, I was like, "No, it's it's an Israeli restaurant." She's like, "Yeah, I know it's really a restaurant, <laughs> but where are we going?" I'm like, "Yeah, the Israeli restaurant." She's like, "Why are you telling me it's really a restaurant? I know it's a restaurant." You two are the modern day Abbott and Costello. <laughs> and we went there, and we ordered the hummus. Yeah, yeah. But in Katakana, yeah, it's Hamas. And my my wife is like, why are they calling these beans Hamas? Isn't that a terrorist group? And I'm like, oh, God. Terrorist beans. Yeah. Oh, this is a source of uh, comedy, like and, an uh, untapped I, I source. I got the Jewish waiter over, and I yeah. was like, so um, she thought that the the beans were called Hamas because of their katakana. And I'm saying it's more like hummus, right? He's yeah. like, he just looks at me. He's like, yes, sir. He walks away. Like he was... I'm gonna go happy. over there. <laughs> it's delicious, though. Oh no, I love hummus. Yeah. yeah. No, the the Israeli. It's really Just, a restaurant. It's really tasty. Yeah. <laughs> we should all go sometime. Well, we have two. Uh, there's two reasons to go to Dakota Station. You've heard it here first. Check out the blues and have some great food. Yeah, it's, it's really a restaurant. It, it Get the really hummus. Is. Get the hummus. Yes. Yeah. Just ask the Jewish person for the hummus. <laughs> It seems like you could have a great, like, Crazy Eddie kind of TV commercial about that. Yeah. Is really a restaurant. It really is. (laughs) I had to come in to Hamas. (laughs) Guy blows up. A terrorist vest filled with beans. That seems that it would... uh... (laughs) Our homemade Hamas. (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just covering my face and laughing now. In in laughter and shame. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, what else do we got? I think we, we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we do, soon. unfortunately. All right. Yeah. So, um, what's a good way to. So, I wanted to get to the. Next week, we'll get to Japan Society 5.0 because I think it's an important thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where are we going? Stupid Gaijin of the Week. Um, and if it's okay, the my, my pick for Show of the Week. Oh, let's do, do Show of the Week okay. and then Gaijin of the Week, and then we'll close it out from there. Sounds great. Um, if you have um, maybe been to the Chiba music scene. There's not a lot of uh, good clubs, but there are definitely some. If you go down to Inage Station, there's a great one called K's Dream. It's actually a, um, a, a 90s grunge-themed live house. And um, <clears throat> they don't only have grunge music, but they have a lot of good rock acts. Uh, one of my favorite bands uh, is called uh, Aeronauts. And Aeronauts will be playing um, this Friday, this coming Friday, uh, February 7th there. Um, there will also be the, um, what four other bands, Veronica, Veronico, Rife on the Lock, Lark, and a guy, Seiya, from a band called Groomy. And, uh, but I definitely recommend you go see Aeronauts. They're amazing. I've worked with them a number of times. They've always um, left the audience kind of stunned with uh, their, their music. Um, kind of an alternative rock style. But uh, yeah, check them out. Great. Sounds cool. And uh, just uh, Aeronauts uh, are on Facebook. So, oh, sorry. sorry. Yep, yep. Yeah, Aeronauts are uh, also on uh, Facebook, and you can find Aero, uh, Aeronauts, one word, dot org, I believe. Is that uh, N A U T S or N A U G H T S? Uh, N A U T S. Okay. Yeah. Right. Stupid Gadget of the Week. Stupid Gadget. Best GOTW. Oh, never get tired of hearing that. Okay. A Filipino man dressed as a woman arrested for soliciting prostitution in Kabuki Cho. Tokyo Metropolitan Police have arrested a Filipino man for soliciting prostitution in the Kabukicho uh, Red Light District of Shinjuku Ward, reports Fuji News Network on January 31st. At around 8.30 p.m. on January 29, the suspect, 35, who was dressed as a woman, allegedly sought... That's his age, not his name. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Good. Uh, Allegedly sought customers for sex on a road in the district... Hotel uh, in the district, uh, hotel, 20,000 yen, he reportedly offered passerby. The suspect, who had been accused of violating a metropolitan public nuisance ordinance, admits to the allegations, I did it for the pocket money, the suspect was quoted by the police. 
And I have a picture here of him. He's wearing a mask, but he has long dyed hair. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a he or a she, but everybody knows you can't solicit sex on the streets. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go to an agency or like there's, there's kind of creepy ways to do it, but you just, in Tokyo, you just don't go up to people and ask for sex. Or so, money for <clears throat> sex. Either. Money for sex. <clears throat> you can ask for people for sex. Yeah. Just not money. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, uh, it, this strikes me as someone is, he just broke the law in the wrong way. You know, like. Um, thinking he, with his money <laughs> He was thinking with his wallet, to be honest. Yeah. And just how he got there was that. Um, yeah, it kind of, for some reason, it reminds me of uh, Carlos Ghosn a little bit. Again, he broke the law. He just didn't um, sufficient. He didn't break it in the way that everybody expected. You know, that's what his crime was in this case. Because, come on, like Kabuki Cho... There's, I don't think he was the only one. No, <laughs> not at all. All right, let's close out that segment. Stupid Gajam of the Week. Stupid Gajam, S-G-O-T-W. All right, and that's the Japan What Podcast for February 2nd, 0202, 2020, palindrome number coming your way. Let the pyramid fly into your mind and let it expand out across the horizons of the upper half of the hemisphere we call Earth. Ditto. <laughs> Thank you very much. Zero insight. Mm. <laughs>